This is What The Flux. I'm Brett. And I'm Justin. And it's Friday, the 2nd of December. Justin, a win for the good guys and gals. Inflation fell to 6.9% in October. And Justin, this was well below the market's expectations, which may be good news for homeowners sometime soon. Fingers crossed. B-Man, NAB's digital bank called Ubank made a major boo-boo recently. Now, supposedly Ubank's card has zero international travel fees. Okay. But overseas Ubank customers were blocked from accessing their account for days while traveling. Three justified stories today, Justin. Let's do it. For our first. Domino's Pizza Enterprises, the company behind Domino's Pizza in Australia, is raising up to $165 million to take full ownership over its pizza business in Germany. Sounds absolutely delicious to me personally, Brett. Tell me more about this steaming hot story. (laughs) Okay, so Domino's actually started as a pizza joint in downtown Michigan in 1960. Now, it first spread its pizza wings internationally in 1983, and that's when we were graced with our very first store here in Australia. (laughs) But Jazzy Boy, an Australian company with the highly original name Domino's Pizza Enterprises (laughs) bought the rights to operate and franchise Domino's across a number of countries. Think Australia, Denmark, New Zealand, France, Belgium, the Netherlands and Monaco. This Domino's Pizza Enterprises also launched Domino's into Germany in a joint venture with the British Domino's. (laughs) But now British Domino's is out and they're selling all their shares back to the Australian Domino's. And this buyout makes Aussie-based Domino's Pizza Enterprises the largest master franchise owner under the entire Domino's brand. So what is the key learning here? A master franchisor is a person or company that pays the underlying brand a fee for the rights to grow that brand in a particular territory. This means that the underlying company, in this case Domino's, only needs to deal with one company, the master. As opposed to, let's say, thousands of franchisors. And Brett, this may sound a little bit strange, but it's not uncommon. For example, 7-Eleven runs a similar master franchisor model and so too does cash converters. Whereas other businesses, like Jim's Group of the mowing and gardening BAME, has a direct relationship with each franchisee. So while the master franchise model doesn't work for every company, Mm -hmm. it seems to be doing just fine for the Domino's crew. For our second story, Spotify has released its wrapped campaign for 2022 and it's got the internet wagging its fingers, posting left, right and centre. Opening your Spotify wrap for the first time is more nerve-wracking than receiving (laughs) an exam result. What is the story? Okay, so we know Spotify is the official goat of music streaming. They've got more than 456 million users. Now, Justin, Spotify rolled out its first version of Spotify rap all the way back in 2016. Now, that's, of course, the summary of your listening habits. Think your top artists, Mm -hmm. genres, songs, podcasts. Since then, it's become something that fans froth every single year. And not only has it become a great way to engage current Spotify users, but it has become quite the viral sensation. Because it's got rich data and the presentation is aesthetically pleasing. So what is... Is the key learning here. While data has become a dirty word, there are ways to make data collection cool and not creepy. Gotta say, it's quite amazing how Spotify has rebranded the whole, we've been tracking you <laughs> and turned it into, look how fun this is. <laughs> Brett, through rap, Spotify's managed to create a genuine cultural moment every single year. Yeah, it's a day where everyone on the internet seems to be talking about the same thing. Kind of like Amazon's Prime Day or Alibaba's Single Day or even Afterpay Day. And Jazzy Boy, rap not only serves Spotify's existence, 
existing users, mm-hmm. but it also creates a bit of FOMO amongst non-Spotify users. Like your good self. In fact, <laughs> Spotify's mobile app downloads increased by 21% in the first week of December last year. And more than 90 million people engaged with Spotify Wrapped in 2020. Well, what am I doing with Apple Music? <laughs> For our third and final story, DoorDash has laid off over 1,200 staff, including Australian employees, as another big food delivery company feels the burn. Not what you like to hear, B-Man, but not surprising given the layoffs across this industry. So what is the story? So DoorDash is an online delivery platform that started back in 2013. While DoorDash only entered the Australian market in 2019, it's made a major splash in the US. In fact, DoorDash is the largest food delivery company in the US with more than 56% of that market. Now in 2020, they listed on the New York Stock Exchange and honestly, what a time to be alive (laughs) for the Dash. And like many food delivery companies, DoorDash has needed to rein in costs over the past few months. So it made the decision to lay off 6% of its entire workforce. And the CEO said its first goal was to reduce its non-headcount operational expenses, but that alone just wouldn't close the gap. Interesting. What is the key learning here? When it comes to a business's profit and loss statement, there are two main expenses. There are the operating expenses. These are all the expenses that a company needs to perform its regular business activities. Think marketing costs or office supplies or rent or, of course, wages. Is a necessary cost so you can earn money. But Jazzy Boy, there are also non-operating expenses. These are the expenses that aren't directly related to day-to-day company operations. I'd be thinking interest payments Mm -hmm. or one-off costs or asset write-downs. Now, Brett, for DoorDash, it had already tried to reduce as many of its operating expenses as possible. But unfortunately, the biggest cost holding them back was wages, which is why they had to make the hard decision to let staff go. Mm. Jazzy Boy, a big shout-out to Athletic Ventures. Now, they're a syndicate of current and former elite athletes. We love to hear the Athletic Ventures team and other elite athletes are big fans of What The Flux. If you're also a big fan of the pod, scroll up, whack that five-star rating. It really helps us continue building What The Flux. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you on Monday.